We're thrilled to announce that we now have seven powerful devotionals available on YouVersion's Bible app. For those not in the know, YouVersion is the top Bible app in the world, and we're honored to be on this incredible platform. Our devotionals dive deep into the pillars that define the lion within us, health, wealth, and self. So whether you're seeking spiritual growth, financial wisdom, or personal development, these devotionals are tailor-made for you. So ready to embark on this transformative journey and unleash the lion within you? Head over to thelionwithin.us slash uversion to access our devotions on the uversion app. Join thousands of like-minded individuals and dive into the word with us. That's thelionwithin.us slash uversion. That's Y-O-U-V-E-R-S-I-O-N. And let's grow together and become the leaders God intends us to be. Welcome to The Lion Within Us, a podcast serving Christian men who are hungry to be the leaders God intends you to be. I'm your host, Tris Granger. Let's jump in. All right, guys, meat time. <laughs> I guess meat is the right word for this episode because we are going to have us uh, a very special guest with us today. But before we get there, let's look at our scripture, okay? So we're going to start off with our scripture of the week. It's in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 17. It says, now if we are children, then we are heirs heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. Don't miss that part. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Guys, I really love that verse. Go back and check out the spiritual kickoff. I'll spend a lot of time trying to unpack that one to let you see how you are, wherever you're at in your journey, a co-heir with Christ. So today, I'm excited, fellas. We got Parker Amos, who is actually the general manager at Buck Commander. He is joining us today. So looking forward for you guys to be able to hear this one. This is a fun one, guys, but no doubt this was a fun one. So he was born and raised in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, he went to Auburn University, and he relocated to West Monroe in, in 20 of 20, uh, 2022. And Parker and I, we actually met then uh, on the plane when I was headed to Louisiana, headed to uh, to meet to meet Al and the, and the Duck guys there on the Unashamed Podcast. So I got a chance to meet Alan, Phil, and Miss Kay, and Cy, and Jace, the, the whole crew. And we met on the plane. Uh, and it was very cool. And Parker, he's a he's a uh, avid hunter and fisherman. His granddaddy uh, introduced that to him at a young age, and he just has a passion for the outdoors. And his story of, 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 of how he was raised in the church and then how he fell off and how people pulled him back. The right He had the right men that pulled him back. So powerful, and now he's you know he is uh, running a business operation at Buck Commander, and uh, while the the Buck men out there are doing their thing, he's just he is just an amazing guy, fellas. I thought his story was something that we wanted to share on the line with Dennis. So hopefully, you guys are going to enjoy this one. I really did. Again, Parker, he's out of West Monroe now. Uh, he he lives with his wife Freddie. Uh, he, he you want to see him glow, start glowing? You get him talking about his wife. I mean, it's. I, that dude is just uh it was really awesome to see how how he spoke so just so positive about his marriage and the strength that they have together as as husband and wife and we're just gonna pray that God does got great things for them and their marriage as they move forward. But fellas, I'm telling you, you're gonna enjoy this one. Sit back, enjoy this conversation with Parker. So Parker, welcome to the Lion Within Us. How you doing today, man? Man, doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Man, I'm excited to have you here, man. I, I, I feel like we can't even get started without telling the listeners out there how we met. Man. So I haven't shared I that with the listeners. So, man, you want to kind of unpack that for a second? Absolutely. So uh, me and my buddy Christian, we um, we obviously live here in West Monroe, Louisiana, and we have flown to Atlanta for the weekend uh, for one of our buddies' weddings. It's a quick 24-hour trip Well, we're getting on the plane to fly back to Monroe and uh, I sit down and uh, happen to sit next to Chris and we start talking and find out he's coming to West Monroe to be on the Understand podcast. So um, I work for Buck Commander, so I know the, know the family and very familiar with the podcast. So it was just really cool how, how God crossed our paths and what are the odds, right? That we sat next to each other on, on the plane. Um, Amen. It was pretty cool. It was cool, man. I remember too when you first sat down. You were asking the stewardess if you could change seats because you wanted to sit next to Christian. So I'm glad she said <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Who would have thought? 
this was cool. But I mean, I, when you pulled your Bible out, I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm sitting next to a good dude here. So it was, it was a, it was a just man, one of those God moments for sure. And I'm just excited right. to have you here. And you know, you were very gracious to me. I shared it on another episode of how gracious you were to show me around uh, the, the 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 Duck Commander and Buck Commander headquarters there. And that was just right. awesome to see what you guys got going on. So man. I'm anxious for to share your story, and uh, maybe before you get into that, give us a little fun fact about you or something, Parker. Maybe something not many people <laughs> know about you uh, that that'll get us going here. Um. Okay. Interesting fact. I'll start with this. Most people, I don't think you know this, but most people that know me know that I do sing, um, lead worship, enjoy music. But on top of that, I actually I auditioned for The Voice in 2017. Uh, it was a pretty crazy story. I, at the time had a Snapchat and there was a little function where you could send in a quick video of yourself into the voice and they would potentially feature it on the show. I was a freshman in college at the time. I said, okay, one, I don't just send in a 30 second video. So I did it. Didn't think twice about it. Six months later, I get an email from a producer at the voice saying, Hey, we received your video. We'd love what you sent. We'd love for you to come try out for the show. Well, I thought it was a scam because they were like, if, you, if you're interested in signing up for the show, they wanted my name, address, social security number, you know, my parents' names. They want all this kind of info to verify who I was. So I thought it was a scam. But come to find out, it was actually legit. Um, ended up flying out to Dallas and auditioning in this recording studio. And uh, so I made a little bit of the way, but unfortunately never made it on the show. But it was still a super cool experience. And, uh, yeah, not many people know that but it was super cool that's awesome man so i'm not gonna make you sing for us today but man that's that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah it, it's, it was a lot of fun heck yeah i did not get the spiritual gift of singing man so uh, that's that's god didn't give me that one so i'm glad you got it that's awesome buddy so it's fun. yeah i enjoy it well man unpack it a little bit for us about your journey we love to just hear guys testimonies it's always fun for our listeners just to hear the testimony of others and you know how god moved in your life so i mean start back as far as you want and just kind of unpack us to where you're at now yeah absolutely feel free to interrupt me at any point yeah. to ask me some questions um but i'm originally born and raised in auburn alabama which is where my family was from as well i grew up in an, in an awesome family both of my parents were also raised in church and so, you know, I couldn't really tell you the first time I heard about Jesus just because it was just always a part of our lives. Every time the doors were open at church, from before I could talk or walk, we were there. And so that was kind of very enriched in our family. Um, and so I'm great, very grateful for that. It's, it's done a lot to shape who I am today. And uh, so when I was seven years old, I prayed a prayer to accept Christ and, and was baptized there. So and from there, I stayed pretty active in the church. You know, I was an RA, Royal Ambassadors, for all my Baptist friends out there. You'll know who that is. Um, and it continued to get pretty plugged in. But I must say, you know, I understood what the gospel was. I understood who Christ was. I feel like as much as I could, but, uh, you know, really, I felt like it was, it was merely just uh, an outward thing. It was very legalistic. It was very, I just got to obey this and I got to do that. Um, and it was really my, I didn't feel like I truly had a heart change. I just wanted other people to perceive me as godly. I mm -hmm. wanted to have that outwardly um, actions, but I didn't really care too much about truly being a godly person. It just was just about acting godly. Um, and so as I got on in junior high and high school, I told myself, well, I'm going to continue to be the, the godly guy, but I can hang out with whoever I want to. The guys that are drinking, you know, the wrong girls, things like that. And this is not going to affect me. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm strong enough to stand on my own. Well, ultimately, you know, it, my foundation was revealed that it really wasn't Christ. Uh, as, you know, I went through some hard breakups and again, continue to let those outward influences affect me like friends. And uh, so I kind of kind of hit rock bottom after a pretty hard break, breakup, got into drinking, got into um, hooking up with girls and things like that. And I looked up and I, I, I didn't recognize myself. But luckily, I had a couple of my best friends at the time. Um, their families were helping start a new church in Auburn where we lived, and they just invited me to come one Sunday night. Uh, it was just 50 or so people, uh, you know, just some families and, and a pastor and, and, and 
once I started going there at, at about a month or so in, I feel like I truly had a moment with God where I truly understood the forgiveness that Jesus offers mm-hmm. um, through his, through his sacrifice, through his, his uh, resurrection and truly understood the gospel. It went from just all that head knowledge that I had, all those scriptures that I could quote, but it actually went into my heart, right? Actually that relationship with God started where it wasn't just a religion. You know, it was an actual relationship with God. Um, just like it says in, in John 17, this is eternal life that they know you, you know, it's not just about ascribing to a set of rules. It's about truly knowing God. And so that was a big shift for me. It right. was pretty hard. It really was a hit to my pride because for that, for 17 years of my life at that time, I thought that, you know, I was saved. I thought I was, I was on the right path, but I realized that I, I really wasn't. It was funny. I was thinking about it yesterday after church, uh, the, the pastor preached on John three and about the story of Nicodemus and yeah. obviously familiar with the story. You've got someone who couldn't be more um, righteous, right. In the eyes of yep. men than Nicodemus, right. He was a spiritual leader at the time. He knew all the right words to say. He knew all the things, but he truly wasn't born again. And that's what got, uh, Jesus ultimately helped him try to realize is that, Hey, you can, you can do all the right things. You can say all the right things but that's not enough. You can never be good enough to get to me. It's about being born again. And so obviously I'm not saying I was as righteous as Nicodemus by any means, but it was a similar journey for me where yeah. it went from, Hey, I knew everything. I could say everything to I, I was truly born again um, from God. And so then again, that was a big shift for me. I had to leave a lot of things behind in my life that were hard, like friends, friends were you know the biggest influence. I had my passion at the time tell me, that, hey, if you tell me who your five best friends are, and I'll tell you where your future's headed. And, right. um, you know, it's kind of a common thing to say, but that was a, tr- a truly something that I had to consider. And because of having people like my pastor to come around me, they really helped me make that shift that was hard. So just encouraging anyone else listening that, hey, you know, it can be one of the hardest things to do once you decide to follow Christ to say, I'm going to leave behind people that maybe you've known your whole life, but you're really close friends to, to go, hey, we can't. I can't be super close to you. We can't hang out every night or every day. We right. can still be friends, but uh, at a certain extent, if it's going to continue to bring you down, yeah. until you get into a place where you can actually encourage them, it's not It's not going to be fruitful. So uh, anyways, that was a big shift for me. Well, you know, uh, I always say too, man, it's like one of those things, they're either going to pull you closer to God or pull you, pull, you, pull you further away from God, one of the two. You know, and you have mm-hmm. to be so careful on that. I'm curious too, man, before you go, much further. I mean, you grew up in a Christian home. Uh, you know, sound like you had a drug problem. You know, when the doors were open, they drug you to the church, right? That was the only drug that's problem right. you had, right? I mean, so that, that's, that's a right. good problem to have. And you had obviously a lot of good influences around you, yet still, you know, you went through a couple breakups and then how quickly and easily we can, you know, kind of go down our own path and, and want to do it that yeah. way. I'm just curious, man. Do you, do you see? Because I see that that's, that's like a very common story with a lot of guys that I talk with. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get saved, but we don't have those guys that are really that iron sharpening iron type guys that are checking us and trying to, hey, you know, quit going down that way. You know, and it sounds like you were. And I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. Was that kind of the mm-hmm. case, or did you have those guys you just weren't listening to them? Yeah, I would say I feel like I had. You know, my, my core group of close friends, you know, right. weren't a positive influence. And, but like I had people in church, you know, youth group leaders and mentors and things like that. I did have those people telling me the right things and wanting to guide me. So I think on one hand, I wasn't listening, but then again, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to get vulnerable and honest about where I really was. You know, I just wanted to put up the mask and the facade. And it was just my pride that says, oh, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not struggling. I'm fine. Yeah. That was my biggest, that was my biggest thing. I, and I, as I look back, people that do have a similar story to me that, you know, grew up in church and all this, know the right things to say. I feel like that's almost a, a harder spot to be in because you think you're good versus someone who's just lived in the world, don't know anything about God, you know, something like that. It might be a little easier right. for them to realize their need for Christ. You know, it almost can be a harder place to be in. So, again, I would say that it was really just my pride and my unwillingness to be honest and real and vulnerable about where I was really at. And where were years. the 
like the relationships with those some of those leaders you were talking. I'm just I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to pull at this a little bit, but I'm trying to understand yeah. that those people that were speaking into your life that were obviously trying to help you. Did they have a real relationship with you? Do they know Parker like the real Parker? Or was that kind of surface level type of, you know, I, you know, these people, they're acquaintances. Cause there's one thing to just, I call them like the 3 a.m. buddies. That's the guys who you call and you know, they're going to mm-hmm. pick up th- at three o'clock in the morning. They're going to be there on your way. And sometimes it's as, as in the church, we kind of have those Sunday buddies, you know, or Wednesday night, or we're going to U trip. We're going to have, we'll, we'll, we'll connect. But outside of those right. church events, we're really not, we're really not close. I mean, were those guys like the 3 a.m. guys or were they more of that surface level? Yeah, they were definitely more surface level. You know, we'd see each other at mm-hmm. church and that wasn't it. It wasn't, it wasn't really the people I was, I was doing life with. Okay. Um, but I can't, you know, to one extent, I just, I hate to, to blame them totally for that. Cause again, I could have been more, like I was saying, I could have been more right. honest and open about where I was at, you know? Right. That's another thing is like, people can ask you how you're doing. You just say, oh, I'm doing good. Okay, great. Good to see you. That's you right. Know, they could have pressed more, but then I could have been more honest. Right. So, yeah, you know, no doubt. I mean, anytime I hear like blessed and highly favored, I'm like, yeah, something's really going on with that guy. Right. What's, <laughs> like, like, that's a flag for me, man. I'm like, all right, tell me what's really happening there, bro. So, I mean, but it's common, dude. We, we see this all the time within church where it's just like we just we high five, we fist bump, we whatever. But we never really want to open up. And like you said, that you said the key word a couple of times, be vulnerable, be real. We don't want to do that sometimes with people. And and. I totally get it. And that's why I think Jesus really points us to that relationship. He wants that relationship so much. And I'm just thankful you mentioned there was a couple of your buddies who did pick you up and point you mm-hmm. back in a direction. So it sounded like those guys were really, you know, pretty influential for you. Absolutely. And, and just to hit on that vulnerability, cause that really was the shift, you know, I think that growing up, one of my biggest things, again, just because I was, grew, I grew up in church, my family was super involved. I just, I felt this pressure that I always had to be perfect. Now I feel like I couldn't really be vulnerable. You know, even in my home, it was like, all right, everybody's good. We never talked about what was wrong. We never talked about the struggles. It was just, you have to be good all the time. And just anytime you're sad, angry, struggling, you just, you just press that down, you know? Yeah. But so for me, starting about middle school, I got introduced to pornography. And that pretty okay. quickly became a, a pretty serious problem, um, was addicted pretty quickly. But, you know, I would I would I, I had that super buried in. I, I shared it, you know, a few times, people, maybe in youth group, things like that. But I would just share it, maybe get better for a week or a month. Right. And then it would just come back. You know, it was truly an addiction. Um, you know, so. But again, once I got later on in life, got, got better friends and people were like, hey, like you actually. I won't ever forget it. I was, it seemed so simple. And, but I was at Chick-fil-A, a couple of my buddies, a couple of my pastors the new, at this time when I went to, started going to the new church. They just asked me to go to breakfast. And one morning we were all just sitting there kind of going through the word. And one of them just stopped and said, all right, I want everybody to go around, share the one thing that you don't want to share. What's really, what's really going on? What are you hiding? Everybody share. And it just, it was a simple moment. It was a simple question. You know, it wasn't some, powerful worship moment at a youth group or a Sunday morning, you know, it wasn't this big moment. It was just somebody going, Hey, what's really going on? Where are you really at? That opened a door for a serious life change. And so I was able to go, Hey guys, I've been addicted to pornography. I guess it was, you know, six or seven years at the time. Right. And once I truly opened up about that and had people point me to the truth of the gospel and, and daily, weekly checking in on me, making me be vulnerable, putting things, you know, protective browsers, making doing practical steps to freedom uh, was really a big shift of that. But you got to have people in your life that not only check on you, but make a safe space to where you can really, you can really say what's going on. You can't, you like, oh, life's hard. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. You know, whatever. No, like what's, what are you stressed about? What are you anxious about? Really creating that safe place for you. Um, Cause we have that in the father. He is the safest place. But we need those brothers and sisters, just like James 5. We confess our sins to each other and we pray for each other. We'll be healed. I mean, that's a practical step that's real. And I've seen it happen in my life so many times. And so when I actually started walking in that, 
I saw a lot of freedom. Amen. Hey, guys, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Are you enjoying the weekly spiritual kickoff? If so, we are now offering a way to participate in our live daily spiritual kickoffs that happen Monday through Friday in our community. This is your chance to chat with me directly and other members of our community to dive into scripture and to leave with practical ways to simplify and apply God's word to your daily walk. And here's the best part. You get all of this for just $5 a month. So for what most people pay for a breakfast meal, you can join us on this journey of spiritual growth and leadership, which will always lead you full. Our community is dedicated to supporting each other and pushing forward in our faith. Come join me in the lion's den and become the leader God intends you to be. Sign up now at thelionwithin.us and let's start this journey together. Remember, it's only $5 a month for this amazing opportunity. So visit thelionwithin.us so you don't miss out. So, Parker, I got to pull at this a little bit, man, because this is something mm-hmm. I've actually had some really good opportunities to to interview some some guys that have made a big impact uh, so far as helping men with pornography. And, and one of them was Fred Stoker. It was very recent. He, he wrote Every Man's Battle. That's um, mm. one of the you know, go-to Christian books uh, when, when it comes to dealing with pornography. And, it, and it's just running rampant in the church. It's almost like a church doesn't know what to do about it, right, man? And, it, and now it's even the stats are showing that it's impacting women even more than men. Like mm-hmm. the, the numbers are going because the way the porn industry works, and I'm actually interviewing someone from that industry. You know, they're coming on the show to talk about they were they were actually in that industry and they left. They found Christ, and but the way it works, man, they they're catering to that female crowd, and it's very interesting to see how it works. So now, not just in our church, do we have this like eighty something percent of guys who have you know either looked at or or look at porn on a regular basis, but it's it's affecting the women too, and. You said middle school, man. I got two middle schoolers right now that live in my house. Mm-hmm. The realities, it's out there, man. I mean, it, it it's like you can't if you hand your kids a, an open smartphone with no protection, you might as well just hand them a, a loaded pistol. I mean, it's that yeah. dang, that dangerous, it right? Is. So, I mean, yep. how were you accessing that type of stuff at that early age, man? Was it through smart devices and things like that? Yeah, I got a. I was given an iPad. You know, they yep. had just came out at the time. It was the first iPad that came out. And I had it, obviously, for music and games and movies or whatever. But, yeah, that's where I found it. Right. And uh, there was no protection or anything. I can't like, blame my parents for that. It definitely wasn't as talked about then, especially how you can restrict it. But that's how I got into it. And I was I always had older friends as well growing up. And so that was also an influence. You know, I was in middle school. They were in junior high. They'd already been looking at it, so they would show it to me. and. Right. It's created that curiosity. Yeah. It, and it's just very common, man. So I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to. It sounds like that one question, I wrote it down because that's a powerful one. I'm when you said my discipleship group is mm-hmm. sharing one thing you didn't want to share. Sometimes it just takes that willingness as a leader just to be able to say stuff like that and actually just open up that door. And sometimes you have to go first, right? Because guys don't yep. want to share first. And I think that's off to you for for stepping in that opportunity because it sounds like that was where a significant moment for your life of change happened. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I will say, I think it was about, if I can remember the timeline correctly, it was about eight or nine months after that moment was the last time I looked at pornography, even still to this date. So praise God for that. It's only because of him, but just to encourage people, you know, it's, once you make that confession, when you step out into the light really for the first time, it's kind of the beginning of the journey, right? Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I confessed, I'm good, you know, let's move on. Right. You know, it's it really takes that accountability. It's it's like that was years and years of my life at that time. My brain had been so formed by that. I was tr- felt truly chained to it. And so it really, it would get better, right? I would go a month or two out looking at it or a couple of weeks. You know, it definitely wasn't every day still during that time. Right. But as I continued to learn what it was truly doing to me, how it was corrupting my mind and my heart and the effects on it, um, I believe it's Second Corinthians 4 or 6, something like that. I'll get you the verse later. But where it says, 
all other sins a person commits outside one's body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. It literally says that sexual sin has a different impact on us um, than other sins. So really understanding what it was doing to me and what it was costing me, mm-hmm. not only now, but to my future family, my future marriage, those things. When you understand the cost, it helped me go, okay, this is, this is not, this is not worth it. This is the enemy's been lying to me and I've got to see it for what it is. I'm just thankful that you saw it, man. And cause there's so many guys out there think that there's no escape from it. And right. I think one thing Fred and I talked about at length was so much at times it's not sexually driven. You know, so it, it may start mm-hmm. off as a sexual driver, like, cause you were a young, you know, adolescent and I'm sure that was pretty, you know, uh, that was just a, a, a trail you wanted to go down. But most of the time now, the stats show the guys that get sucked into that, it's stress. It's another driver. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not sexually related. You know, maybe it's financial burdens or or things that are going on with work or things that are just going on with your health or whatever it is. And it's a way to gain control. And once you start connecting dots, so wait a minute, this is not really a, a sexual desire. This is this is a way I'm responding to other something else in my life, man. Then you can really right. – you know, but I also appreciate how you said it's not cold turkey. It's not like you can just lay this stuff down. Sometimes there's there, there's a process you have to work through, but that accountability, man, is so important. So I, I just appreciate you sharing that, bro, because that's that's real right there. Yeah. And I hope it encourages somebody, like I said, you know, because I felt the same way that you just said, like, hey, there's there's no way out. Like I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. Like I literally remember there would be nights where I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I would a practical step I would take is like, it would usually happen for me at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to start reading my Bible at night. Mm-hmm. You know, just let's, let's try. This is some, a common tip that someone told me, you know, know your triggers, know when that's going to happen, know when you're tempted to do it and try to replace it with something else. Don't try to be alone during that time, you know, like right. be, be progressive in action. And there would be times where I would read my Bible at night and it'd be great. And then go a couple minutes and then boom, I would still fall into it. You know, even yeah. though I was just trying, I was like, man, I just feel so hopeless and you feel so chained to it. But the more you let the reality of the gospel come in, that we're no longer slave to sin anymore. It doesn't have control over us. You can truly walk in that freedom. Right. Um, so I think it's just continually having to walk into that and surrendering every day that can really help you get free. Right. I mean, that, that whole process of sanctification, man. I mean, just constantly day after day, just growing closer to him. I, mean, yeah. I think that part, I didn't know that you were going to bring this up. I said, I'm learning with, with the listeners now, but I mean, but this, this is, this is real guys. I mean, you gotta, you, you've heard how Parker dealt with this and we've, we've had other guests share very similar stories, but I think too, having that accountability, like we have a couple guys within our community right now, within our line, within this community, but that I'm their accountability partner. And, I just I give them encouragement because the biggest thing is like, look, bro, I, you brought this in the light. Finally, right. like, this is not in the dark now. And that's, are we going to fix this overnight? No, we're not going to fix it overnight. But you you exposed it to the light. And if it's out there, you'll be able to work through it. And, I, you know, I'll be able to have accountability for you and things like that. But, man, it's just so encouraging because so many guys out there feel like that's they're defined by that. Right. This. Hey, yep. I, 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 I watch porno and that's what I do. And I'm like, no, that is not how you don't have to be defined by that. You know, Christ is right. the one that gets to define you. Yep. Absolutely. Well, man, walk us a little further. So you, you, you overcame the pornography. Uh, and then you, you said you went to Auburn. How, and by the way, how does that work in? You work with the, the duck guys for big LSU fans. And you're an Auburn guy. So how does that work out? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, been fun for sure a little friendly rivalry but i went to auburn grew up a huge auburn family you know living in auburn alabama and stuff in the community didn't apply to any other school was always a diehard auburn fan and so went there had a tremendous time again we've already hit it touched on a little bit but just had a really great community of guys that were around me and that really led to me having a great college experience i didn't praise god didn't you know Bought into the drinking scene and the girls or anything like that, just because I did have that good community um, in college. So I was at college. I met one of my best friends, Christian Huff. Um, we stayed friends through college, and uh, we ended up getting married about the same time. He ended up married, marrying Sadie Robertson, Willie's daughter. And uh, so that's kind of how we, I got connected to the, the Robertson family and ended up working for Buck Commander. 
But um, it's what's funny is my wife, actually, she got offered a job from Sadie first. Like I said, since we got married around the same time, we became close friends with them. And uh, Sadie's ministry, Live Original, they reach girls all over the world. And uh, they really needed a counselor to be able to walk through some really hard stuff with all the girls that they reach. And they wanted to have someone who was actually trained to um, handle that. And so my mm-hmm. wife was in grad school at the time in, at Auburn to be a mental health counselor. And so she reached out to her and said, Hey, we'd love to have you as a part of the team. Um, we prayed about it. It took me a little longer to come around. I thought I was going to die in Auburn. I loved it and never wanted to leave it. And my family was there and everything. Tremendous, great church. Um, but God, God had other plans and, and man, I, am I thankful. So we decided to make the move here uh, to here, but we still had a couple months. Before we actually moved. And, and in that time, Willie reached out to me. He had a job opening with, with Buck Commander. And so it all just, Lord, the Lord really just worked it all out um, in, right. his, in his perfect way and his perfect timing. So we moved here in May of, of last year. So it's been a little over a year now and, and we're loving it. That is so awesome, man. I mean, how far is Auburn from uh, West Monroe? It's about a six and a half hour drive. Okay. So it's a little further than just, you know, scooting over there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not awful. Uh-oh. Okay, but you do got a plan that that you're not just going to hop over there after church one day, right? No, no, yeah, <laughs> not at all. Well, that's awesome, man. So I mean, that's so I didn't realize that's how you met where you met Christian at too. So it's starting mm-hmm. the dots are starting to come together. And man, let's uh let's take a quick break because I want to dig into when when Willie gave you a call. We'll be right back, guys. Are you ready to unlock your true potential? Introducing. 30 Days to Unleash the Lion Within, a revolutionary series that will transform you into the leader God intends you to be. In just 30 days, you'll embark on a journey of self-discovery and growth. This free resource offers a series of messages, each packed with proven methods to simplify and apply God's word to your life. Inside this series, you'll find practical strategies to unleash your leadership potential. You need to learn how to harness the power of God's wisdom and apply it to your everyday decisions. Discover how to lead with integrity, inspire others, and make a lasting impact. But this just isn't another series. It's a transformative experience that will help you find your purpose, ignite your passion, and unleash the lion within. So visit thelionwithin.us forward slash unleash to claim your free copy of this series. Don't wait any longer. Visit thelionwithin.us forward slash unleash and become the leader God intends you to be. So Parker, you get that phone call from Willie and talking about an opportunity at Buck Commander. What was that moment like? Walk us through that. Yeah, so it was super cool. Um, It started with Christian. He called me and said, hey, look, I know you're looking at moving here. And Willie has a job opening, you know, would you be willing to talk to him? I was like, yeah, I mean, of course, why not? I was working for my dad at the time. He has his own business and I was doing sales and I was traveling a ton all over the Southeast, Northeast, Midwest, and really everywhere. Um, So I was like, well, I can just keep doing that. And Monroe's got an airport. I'll just keep traveling and I'm good. But I was like, hey, I'll certainly be open to it. So when Willie called me, he was actually originally looking to hire an assistant. Um, his, his assistant, Johnny D, who a lot of people know, um, he'd worked with him for 10 years. They're actually family, but he decided to go work for his family's business and needed somebody else. And so we talked, we really got along. We had some definitely some similarities in our stories, but unfortunately at the time it was still going to be at that time. It was going to be about eight or nine months before we could actually move to Monroe. So he was like, look, I want to hire you, but, I can't go that long without an assistant. Um, right. He's like, so if anything else, he's like, I'll keep my eyes open. If we have another opening, I'll call you. But I just, for both of us, I don't think it's a good move. I said, absolutely. I, I get it. No problem. So that was in like October. Um, and then January 1st, I get an email saying, Hey, um, I need a new general manager for Buck Commander. Great job. Lots of fun. Let me know if you're interested. I was like, wow, like that sounds. Super great. I love hunting, grew up hunting, and that sounds like a much better fit for me. And so we kind of emailed back and forth. It took a month or so before we could get on the phone. He's super busy. 
and we talked about it and yet yeah, just worked out worked out really great so um it's crazy since then my, my job's changed a lot i came in doing that and uh certainly he's 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 mentored me a lot helped me grow a lot um and i actually did spend some time being his assistant also in addition to managing buck commander um he needed that for a few months and just traveled everywhere with him and kept his schedule it was super crazy super fun learned a lot of stuff but transitioning now back to just doing buck commander which is great um, right. it was just too much to kind of do both those responsibilities at once and doing both well. So, uh, yeah, loving, loving buck commander. We're ready for the hunting season. It's coming so, up quick. It is, man. So tell us out there for the guys that are listening about, you know, buck commander, maybe not everybody's familiar with it. So what do you guys do? What's, what's the ultimate goal, the mission behind it? You know, what your day to day there? Yeah. Quick backstory. Buck Commander was founded by Willie Robertson in 2006. He had taken over as CEO of Duck Commander just a few years prior to that um, from his family. And so he loved deer hunting. Um, he actually does it now way more than duck hunting. Many people don't know that. But he wanted to start something new. He wanted to start his own thing, even though he's doing Duck Commander at the same time. So he grabbed a couple of his friends and started Buck Commander, this outdoor hunting brand. And and really since then, the majority of what Buck Commander has been is a hunting show. Okay. So we were on the Outdoor Channel for over 10 years. Um, we do sell some products. Really, it's just merch and then a couple of grunt calls. We've worked with a lot of companies over the year for different licensing partners. We've had other products such as crossbows and things like that. That's really been the bulk of uh, what our company is, is just a show. And we've got a lot of other exciting things in the work right now. But for me as general manager day to day, uh, just keeping up with our books and keeping up with our finances. I work with all of our sponsors, partners, um, licensing deals, just trying to grow the business and make sure, uh, we obviously make money, right. keep all the partners happy. The other people that are, are a part of Buck Commander as the show, the main personalities, if you will, is Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, Tombo Martin, Adam LaRoche, Ryan Langerhands, Tyler Farr, and obviously, Willie Robertson. All those guys are actually owners in the business, but they're the main personalities of Buck Commander. You know, their families and friends also are involved, but that's definitely the core of who we are. So we travel them around the country as they hunt and do other fun stuff. But what makes us different as far as a hunting show goes is most hunting shows are super serious all the time, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. But right. Willie really wanted to bring the entertainment side to it, you know, the fun of deer camp. You know, it's not just about killing the big deer. Right. It's a lot of, I mean, you have just as much fun hanging out with your buddies in camp, cutting up, you know, messing with each other, pranks, all that fun stuff. So we really wanted to bring that to life where there's someone in, in Buck Commander Deer Camp that you can relate to in your deer camp, right? You've got somebody like Willie who sleeps in, but then still gets lucky and kills the biggest deer or, or somebody like Tombo who shoots everything they see or you got people maybe like Jason who don't come to camp all the time because they're super busy at work, you know, so we just try to make it super relatable um compared to some of the other hunting shows so that's just kind of the gist that's really cool man I, and i know i saw on, on the i was doing a lot of research just trying to get ready for you know conversation like you guys are doing a lot with land management too which is awesome because you're taking that step of, of helping helping others out there so if you want to unpack any of that i'd love to to hear you know what that looks like now yeah yeah we're super excited to launch that it's uh it's not even actually officially launched we'll a video coming out later this summer to really push that but um you know we basically want to take all the all the knowledge and expertise we've learned and from managing deer on our properties and provide that for all of our listeners and followers so we've got dj stakely he's worked at the e3 ranch in southeast kansas which adam laroche owns he lives there and uh, he's managed that for three or four years and he's really taken it to the next level year in year out they're killing 200 inch deer there and it's really, really impressive. And so we want to be able to go, okay, say, Chris, you've got a couple hundred acres in North Carolina. Right. But at a minimum, we can come in and we can do some consulting for you. So we come to your property, ride around, find out what your goals are. You want to shoot more deer, bigger deer, want to hold more ducks on your property, so on and so forth. We can write you a plan that tells you exactly how to get to that point. And even further, we can actually come in and do that work for you. So we can plant food plots, we can create more habitat, put up blinds, you know, do some feeding for you. So we can really be a turnkey solution 
not only improve your land and your property, but get you everything you need also if you want to do it yourself as far as equipment and blinds or tree stands, anything like that. So that's really reach cool. out to us if you're interested. Yeah. I mean, I watched a video about burn management, one of y'all's mm-hmm. videos. That was really cool, man. Just stuff I, I never thought of or learned. You know, it was, it was very uh, educational, but also I can see how it can help so many people out there who want to, to do their part and not just, you know, take down the big buck, but help do they, what they can to, to help grow them, you know, and, and right. take that to the next level. So I'm, hats off to you. I'll be praying that that goes well for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited. You know, the main two people that we feel like, two type of people that we feel like we can help is the person that just doesn't know a lot, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have a dad who got them into hunting or grew up doing it and they really want to do it, but they just don't have the education. We want to come in and help you do that. Or if you're just super busy, you're a grinder at work and you just don't have the time to spend every other weekend at your property burning and cutting and clearing and hanging and planting. We want to be able to come in and help you too, where you can roll into your camp and deer season and, and be good to go. So, right. yeah, I just, the end goal is certainly helping people and just taking what we've learned and, and helping other people have similar experiences. Well, man, I'm curious. You got some big personalities that you've listed there <laughs> as the buck man. I was doing my research on those guys too. And yeah, what is it like working with them? I mean, I got to know, man, when you guys have a, a, do you have board meetings? Do you guys get together? And what does that look like? I can only imagine the fun that goes down in those meetings. Yeah. So because of who they are, everybody's super busy, obviously. So we don't get together as a full crew all the time. I worked here a little over a year and we've only done that once. It was about a month or so ago in Nashville at Luke's house. We got to, we, we had to do an interview and some photos, but we were able to have a meeting and get together. But yeah, it's certainly a fun time. There's never a dull moment, you know, uh, because of their schedules, some are obviously a lot more involved than others. Right. Because they had the time to be. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been super fun, but I, uh, certainly talked to some of them more than others, but. I guess what they got me here for. They don't have all day, every day. I think about Buck Commander. So. Right. I mean, what is it like, though, man? If, I mean, you, you've been at Buck Commander a little over a year. That first meeting where you're there with, you know, Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, and Willie. I mean, do you have this moment of like, wow, I'm really here with these guys? I mean, what, is yeah. that, what does that feel like for you? Absolutely, man. It was super surreal, especially, you know, following those guys my whole life. Always loved country music and always loved, you know, their music and things like that. So it was certainly surreal. You know, the 16-year-old me would have been flipping out and not playing it cool by any means. But, right. you know, I had to play it cool and uh, treat, those, treat those guys just like anybody else. I know that's what they wanted. So that was certainly my goal, uh, is love them and serve them. Um, but, yeah, it was certainly surreal. Well, I was reading a couple of their profiles, and I, I thought it was awesome that so many of those guys uh, – had had some mention of faith element or Christ element mm-hmm. or, or Jesus element. So, I mean, I'm curious when you guys get together or, or for Buck Commander in general, is that, you know, where does that, obviously we know where it's at with Duck Commander with Phil and the things that he set in place, but I'm assuming all those things kind of correlated with Buck Commander, but how does the faith element, you know, come into the business as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. So Willie's, you know, he's the CEO of Buck Commander as well. He founded it. So he certainly sets the tone. He sets the pace of the company. And he just, just like Duck Commander, right? Faith Family Ducks, you know, Faith Family Bucks. It really does translate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a spiritual atmosphere. I mean, we, we baptized somebody in deer camp, you know, this past year. So that just kind of lets you in on it. It's, it's certainly something that comes up. Everybody has a good time. We're all hanging out, but I was able to go to camp just a few times this past year, a little bit to film, a little bit just to hang out and hunt. Uh, and I think pretty much every time faith was coming up, you know, these guys are actually checking in on each other and making sure everybody's doing all right, making sure everybody's seeking God. And so it's been super encouraging to me, you yeah. know, because I'm super young, obviously, and most of these guys could be my dad or at least my uncle or something, you know, as far as age goes. So it's super right. cool to see them and so they lead their families, how they lead their businesses and, and just look to encourage each other. Well, you know, deer camps easy. You can just show up, hunt, hang out, and never really get deep. You know, never really check in on each other. Right. These guys do do that, so it's been very encouraging to see. Man, you got hats off to what you guys are doing, and you also mentioned before we start recording another camp that was very Christ centered. I want to give you an mm-hmm. opportunity to talk about that because it sounded like something that was a wonderful thing that a lot of our guys listening may be interested in, in, in supporting in the future. 
man, it's it's an awesome thing. It gets me fired up. So there's a camp here outside of West Monroe. It's called Camp Chioka. Chioka. It was founded okay. by yeah, Chioka Christian Youth Camp. What it stands for. Um, okay. So Corey Willie's wife, um, her grandfather founded the camp back in the '60s. So it's been in their family a long time, and it's a pretty traditional Christian summer camp. You come in for a week and they teach you a lot about the word, but you also play plenty of games and you have fun and things like that. But they let Buck Commander in, Buck come in a little bit, but come in for the week and we put on what we call sportsman's camp. So the totally different schedule, totally different routine, but we're teaching these kids all about hunting, fishing and the outdoors. We teach you, you know, how they learn this week how to cast, you know, what lures to use. We, We went and shot some guns, even some suppressed weapons with them, teaching them how to aim, teaching them how to shoot, all the real techniques, a lot of archery. These are just the basics of, of archery. A lot of people brought their own bows, and we have a 3D archery course through the woods. Taught them how to age deer. We taught them how to track deer. I mean, the list goes on on how to build a fire if you're just out in the in the, in the the wild and you need to know how to do that. So we just teach them anything and everything we can, but it's still certainly Christ-focused. We started and ended every day with um, the reading of the words and devotional time we even had some worship there in the evenings for the kids. And so, um, it's, it's, it's really cool. We honestly use the hunting and the fishing aspect and, and usually Willie and Bill and Jason saw, they all come at some point and speak and hang out with the kids. So we honestly use that just to draw people in There's yeah. an attraction thing, but we really just want to get the, the, the gospel to them. And so it's been a lot of fun. We were able to baptize a couple of kids. And so it's just, it's really a highlight of what we do. And, and the off season is just getting to give back just and share with these kids a little bit of something we learned along the way, not only about hunting, but about life. Man, that sounds incredible. So what's the age for these kids? Is this elementary school ages? So here? it's ages 13 to 18. Also oh, middle school. Okay. Mid- middle and high middle school. school, high okay. school. Okay. Man, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's, it's, a, it's a week-long camp. So we long camp. Yeah, you get in on Sunday evening and you leave Saturday morning. So it'll be usually the last week of June. Um, so it'll be about that time next year. So okay, you got kids in, in that age frame. It's 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 certainly a blast. Well, we'll find a link. I'm sure there's a website or something that we can. Get. Oh yeah. All right. We'll we'll put that link in the show notes for you listeners out there, and so you can check that out and uh, you know we'll go from there. So hey, we're gonna take our last break of the day, guys, and we'll we'll be right back. We have a resource that allows you to test how strong of a Christian leader you are. We designed a short quiz so you can see for yourself how prepared you are for the battle. Don't worry, it's multiple choice and it's a lot of fun. So to access this free resource, visit thelionwithin.us slash quiz. That's thelionwithin.us slash quiz and see if you are ready to unleash the lion within. So, man, uh, I wanted to kind of, I had some, some fun questions here at the end for us, Barker, as we kind of get wrap up towards the end. But I, I'm curious for you, any memorable, uh, hunting or outdoor adventure stories that, that, that maybe taught you some lessons that you would like to share? I mean, I know you're an outdoors guy, uh, and you probably got some, some fun stories, man. Any, anything that you'd like to, uh, share with our listeners? I know that picture you sent me, that's going to be in our, uh, that's going to be in our, podcast artwork got mm-hmm. a beautiful buck on it man but just just i, I know so many of us connect to god when we're in nature man Any, anything you like to share with, that that stands out yeah um maybe a lesson i've learned certainly through the outdoors is you know first of all my my grandfather was really the one who got me into the outdoors and into hunting um they lived just a few minutes down the road from us in auburn and my dad didn't really hunt but uh he did and so at a, i spent a lot of time with them growing up and so he really got me into it. And it, it was, it was cool because, you know, where we're going fishing and going hunting, it, it wasn't just about the kill or the harvest, you know, it was really about let's enjoy God's creation. And not only that, he took very intentional times to teach me things about life through hunting, you know? Right. Um, and so I really appreciated that. And so I would just say, you know, it's easy now, just especially with social media and stuff, you just want to make it all about the kill. You want to make it all about the, about the harvest so it's so much more than i could look back on my life and more than i really remember a hunt with my grandfather obviously he's still here with us but when i think about it 
I think more about the life lessons that he taught me. And so I just want to encourage you guys out there. You know, it's just such a, you may think you're just taking your son or your nephew or a friend of yours hunting, but uh, you really can use that to make a lasting impact on people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, so much more than just the hunt, man. It's about the whole adventure, you know, from start to to finish. And just, Mm -hmm. I got so many buddies. I got a, a really good friend, Tyler. I know he listens to the show sometimes, but he's got four youngins and, it's just he's always in the woods. And I mean, I just feel like I've learned so much just by watching him and how he's with his sons and his daughters. And man, it's just something to be said about a father who takes the time to teach his son or daughter about about hunting and you know, just yeah. being connecting with God and nature, man. So I just, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Well, oh man. Well, how about this one? How about before we get to our, our lightning round, do you have, um, this, something with, I'm, I'm trying to get a funny story or something when, when you're with those guys from Buck Commander, sound like you've been on a couple of, uh, camps with them. Any, any funny stories that pop that pop up that you remember with them on, on any of those camps that, uh, you'd like to share with us today? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. Um, Yes, it was kind of funny. So the first hunt that I went on um, with the crew was in November of this past year. We went to South Texas. It was me, Willie, Langy, and Tombo. Okay. And uh, people were hunting with us, some partners of ours that make our – we have some wild game seasonings um, that are really good. And they have a bunch of land down in South Texas, and so they actually invited me to come along. And uh, it was the – we hunted one e- – the first evening we hunted, and uh, – I saw a nice button that the deer I was after came in the next morning. It was barely even daylight yet. The buck I was after came in and just shot him, smoked him. It was awesome. It's the deer in the picture that I sent you that'll be yep. on the yep. over this. And so what was funny is we get back to camp and nobody else had, had killed anything yet. And uh and anyways, it really was giving me a super hard time. He was like, Man, we got the intern out here killing stuff and <laughs> You're not, you're not even letting us kill anything. What the heck's going on? <laughs> and uh, what made it even funnier is, is that evening they put me back out and they're like, hey, there's a, there's a really old eight point over here. It's just go kill him. I was like, okay. So I went out there and got in the stand and sure enough, just like they said, he came out and I shot him. So I get back to camp and I've killed two deer before pretty much anybody else has killed one. And so. <laughs> They didn't like to let me live that one down. They're like you're supposed to be at the office. You're supposed to be out here hunting, and and we hadn't even killed anything. So they're not gonna let me live that one down. Uh, but anyways, it was a it was a fun time. That's right, man. You never know, man, when you go hunting how it's gonna how it's gonna land. That's the same way with fishing, right? I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. just the way it works, buddy. So. I haven't really enjoyed this. We we like to do something with our all our guests. We call it feeding time. It's just a lightning round of quick fire questions for you. That's uh, kind of how we try to wrap up the, the line with yeah. this. So if you're willing to play, man, we'll jump right in. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So, man, what's, uh, give us your favorite hobby outside of hunting. Do you have a, a hobby that, uh, that you enjoy doing? I love, I love hunting. It's my favorite, but I like to work out. I like to exercise, lift some weights. It's always fun. You th- you, are you doing that workout with Christian from time to time? Uh, we don't work out a ton together. Actually, before this, we we're both at the gym. We didn't work out together, but we uh, are both there. But he de- he's he showed me the plan that I'm following. So, okay, very cool, very pretty cool, tough. pretty tough. I'm sure it's not an easy one. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. All right. So after those workouts, man, when you're busting it, what's what's a go to meal? What's your go to food? Man, I love to come home. My wife, she's an amazing cook. She was cooking me like some steak and potatoes. And like a salad, just something classic. But I love steak, and I'll eat it. I can eat it every day. Uh, okay. That's what I love to hit when I get home. Nothing wrong about that, man. Nothing wrong with that for sure. So when you think about – just kind of more of a spiritual question, but when you think about mm-hmm. God in general, what's your favorite thing about him? Mm, that's tough. I mean, it's hard not to say forgiveness, man. Forgiving, because yeah. he is so, so forgiving. Honest, obviously, you've got – he forgives us for all our sins. And there's that moment where he saves us with his forgiveness. But, man, it's daily. We need yeah. that forgiveness. And I think if we stay close to that and remind ourselves of that, man, it's just life-changing. It really is. Now, let's flip it 180. What's your least favorite thing about Satan? 
Oof, man, he's uh, he's smart, man. He knows exactly how to attack. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your bends. He knows how to distract you and get you off course. You know, he doesn't. He does. Unfortunately, it's not an aimless attack. He's not just throwing things to see what sticks. He he knows. He sees what your weaknesses are. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. It's very it's very targeted. That's for sure. Yeah. So I mean, how about you think about over the last twelve months? You've had a lot of change. What did you yep. spend too much time doing over the last year? If you were to go back and, and kind of evaluate the last year, again, we're trying to help leaders grow. So leaders always mm-hmm. evaluate. What did you spend too much time doing last year? Man, I would say just being on my phone. Mm. For sure. I mean, that's just, I've a lot lately. I mean, I've had to, I might have to trim it down anymore, but just like I've got time limits on all my social media, you know, so it's like 30 or so minutes a day total across all social media. It's tough because I need it for my job. It's a big part of what we do is content creation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have to be on it. So it's hard. Um, but I just being on my phone, you know, whether that's when I'm at home, just scrolling, being on my phone too much. And I could be having more attentional time, you know, my wife, or even if it's at work, just taking too many five or 10 minute breaks throughout the day, just looking at my phone. You know, it's just, it's so distracting. Like you don't realize it in the moment, but you're just, your mind's so full because you're constantly feeding it with just, Yep. dumb stuff and you go to try to sit down and process things or pray you're just so your mind's so cluttered because you're just feeling like stuff that doesn't matter yeah. so i say that's definitely something that i've let distract me amen to that buddy i think a lot of guys including me struggle with that one so you think about you know moving forward maybe a, a, a recent habit or something that you want to create any new habits that you want that that you would recommend to guys or something that you've enjoyed uh, getting started or looking forward to starting? I would say it was helped me lately. Um, it's been at work, but it certainly can apply across, you know, all areas. It's just, I mean, just trying to be more organized. You know, I have not just having a to-do list, you know, it's just there's so many things always constantly popping up I need to do. But mm-hmm. I just, I've got a, I've got a, like an app or website I can use that organizes all the things that I have to do. And so it's not, I'm not letting just the urgent things Tell me what to do. I'm actually able to prioritize, okay, what's important today. I got to make sure I get this done instead of just letting what's popping up during the day. And then something that's important might get slipped down because you're just constantly just you're responding to things instead of being proactive. Right. And so actually having a system and an app that can, for me, if I just write everything down in this notebook over here, it's just going to get lost because I fill up four sheets a day right now and everything I'm thinking. So yeah, start my day of going, all right, this is everything I need to do today. So I got to, you know, I, but obviously I'm going to get hundred emails every day, stuff that's coming in, that's going to happen, but just prioritizing that and, uh, just trying to get more organized at work, but that helps me just having an app and a spot that kind of monitors that for me. I mean, I'm just curious, you don't have to say, just tell us, but what is, what app are you using? Cause we're always looking for resources to give our guys the things to check out. I mean, I know there's things like, uh, um, Asana, uh, there's different ones out there for for management of time because I I just hear intentionality right here when I when I heard mm-hmm. you say that man you're super intentional about your time and I think that's something that so many of us leaders need to think about so just curious which one that you're you're trying out right now yeah it's called todoist dot com okay so I was like to do the list but just to do is to do ist dot com yeah I can just you can have you can prioritize things like it's like priority one two three four Yep. And you can put you can put due due dates on it, like all right, I need to do this by today or by next month or whatever. Very cool. Um, so yeah, it's just helping me be more organized. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. For our last question for the lightning round, Parker, what's one thing you hope the guys remember uh from our conversation today? Hmm. One thing, man. Uh I didn't say this directly, but I think, you know, if you just think about my story, think about all the things that I've said. Something that lately I really try to emphasize anyone that I get to chance to talk to is that and living for Jesus is better. Like simply put, you know, you we have a lot of different options of things we can live for. Right? We can live for work, money, or even good things like our family. The world's gonna offer us plenty of things that we can live for. But if you if you lay all the things you can live for out there. You compare them. I mean, nothing compares to living for Jesus. It's such, so much more fulfilling. So much more freedom is found in that. Because I've tried living for myself. I've tried living for all these other things. 
This is going to lead to emptiness. Only only Christ fulfills. So I would just say, living for Jesus is better. So it's 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 in the day to day and the struggles. It's really easy to lose sight of that in the grind of, of life. But the more you can remind yourself, the better. At least it has been for me. Amen to that, brother. Amen. Well, Parker, where do, where do you want guys to go? I'm mean, sure a lot of them want to find out more about Buck Commander and, and, and maybe even connect with you directly. So any any places you'd like to point them? Yeah, um, obviously, buckcommander.com. I actually just redid our website about a week ago. So plenty of new cool things to check out there. Happy to answer any questions or connect with any of you guys. My email is just parker at buckcommander.com. You put it at the show notes, whatever you want to do. But yeah, happy to talk to anybody that has any questions or always Amen. love an opportunity to connect with you guys and uh, encourage anybody I can. Amen, man. Well, we'll definitely make sure that stuff is synced up for you listeners out there. So Parker, anything else you'd like to share today on the line with Dennis? Man, thanks so much for having me, Chris. It's been awesome. Love what you guys are doing just to empower men to be the men that God's called them to be. Keep doing what you're doing. Amen, bro. That's what it's all about. I've, I've enjoyed this one. The next time I'm co- get to go to Louisiana, we're gonna have to uh, connect again, man. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right, buddy. You have a good day. Yes, sir. See you. Every man needs to have a bunch of it is written's in their life. When the attacks come, you better be ready to help you get started. I want to give you a free guide to get 10 scriptures that will have you ready to fight like a lion. Along with the guide, there are a series of messages designed to come alongside you during your mission of committing these verses to memory. So get started by visiting thelionwithin.us. That's thelionwithin.us and unlock your free guide to fight like a lion. All right, now, guys, and I told you it was going to be a fun one. I did; it was not disappointing. I know that you that you really enjoyed that one. So, hopefully, you know, go back, and listen to it, take some notes. For me, it just shows you what happens when you're obedient and you listen and you're vulnerable. So, I mean, when he dealt with that issue of pornography, he could have very much just went, kept going down that rabbit trail and trying to hide, trying to keep things in the dark. But instead, he chose to expose it to the light. When he exposed it to the light, he took the power away from the evil one. That's what he did, guys. No magic formula. He took the power away from the evil one when he exposed that that issue to the light. And look what God has done in his life since. You talk about being free from from sexual morality and sexual and having sexual purity and what that's doing for his life now. Walking with Christ, leading Buck Commander, having a chance to hang out with the Buck Men. I mean, guys, it's just it, it goes to show you when you. Align and you are obedient to the Holy Spirit, what he'll do for you. So I want you to think about this question. I mean, I thought we talked about it on our spiritual kickoff this week. How does your identity as a child of God shape you? Because it really should make a big impact on who you are. Because you need to ultimately remember whose you are. Guys, that's what it's all about. So if you enjoyed this one, go check out the show notes for sure. Check with, uh, connect with the Buck Commander. Uh, go go get some of their resources, their swag. Check out their videos. They get a lot of, a lot of fun resources out there, particularly for you outdoor guys. I think this would be one that you want to enjoy, uh, and that you, you'll be able to enjoy a lot of their content rather. So go check that out. I will make sure we try to get some links out there for you guys to to see that. I, I know if you get on their YouTube channel, you'll just next thing you'll know you'll spend yourself uh, hours there just because they have so much good content. Okay, so if you know an avid outdoorsman. This would be a good one to share, guys. Maybe he's not a, a believer. Hey, use this story of, of running Buck Commander to, to share the gospel. That's what it's about. You know what? And you just you just let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. So share that out. Maybe if you're part of a hunting group or uh, you, if you go to, to some hunting camps, share this episode out. Get it out there. Send the YouTube out. Send the podcast out. Whatever the guys you know, prefer to, to listen or watch. And and just this could be a great way that you open an opportunity to share the gospel with others. Okay, leave us a rating and review that helps for sure. And then go to thelionwithin.us. That's another great way that you can share stuff out with with Christian men uh, and just men in general. We have some really good things that can help guys. And I think if you guys were just intentional about being a little more proactive, we'll go out there and hey, check this out. Check out this thirty days to unleash the lion within. Check out this this free resource. Uh, around the SWOT analysis, if you want to help improve your business, 
you know, check out this this free chapter on econ on on uh, personal finance to be a better steward. You start using some of the resources that we that we're building and we're trying to put out there for you guys. It will make a difference. All right. So come back on Friday for our fun Friday episode. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. We're going to share a lot of tips. We're going to share some insights. We're going to share some books. We're going to give some dad jokes, all that fun stuff. So, guys, thank you again. There's so many other podcasts you can listen to out there, but you guys tune in and, and to the line within us each and every week. We're committed to to just being obedient to what the Holy Spirit's called us to do, and that is giving you content to help you grow, to be the leader that God intends you to be. And if you're enjoying this and you want to take it to the next level, I would just encourage you to check out uh, our community, all our resources there. Maybe be a sponsor or, or donor to the line within us. We, we would love your support of the show, the things that we're doing to try to serve others. So, uh, you know, a small amount every month, that goes a big way to helping us continue to do what we feel like God has called us to do and, and help you grow. So the lionwithin.us is where you can get all those resources. All right, guys, get after it. Come on back on Friday. We're going to have a lot of fun on our fun Friday, as we always do. So stay strong. Stay committed. Get in the Word. Read that Romans 8 this week. And remember to keep unleashing the lion within. <laughs>